Aloha, and welcome to the Joy Joy Podcast. I'm Joey, and I'm just a simple kid who wants to both understand and help others to feel understood. The world is full of difficulties and challenges, and I want to be able to understand the world and other people's perspectives. I hope that I can help you all to have better conversations with your friends and your family, and I want to be able to learn about anything and everything, and I hope whoever finds themselves here can find something that they can relate to. So come and chill with us on this journey. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Joy Joy Podcast today. It's a special day. Uh, it's our first in-person interview uh, that I'll be having, and it's also been... Uh, I haven't been as consistent uh, as I've already shared in the previous episode with having baby and everything, but um, this episode for me is a little more personal because I am going to be a stay-home dad uh, as I am trying to finish school and, uh, you know, my wife is very successful at work and so I'll be staying home and taking care of baby. And um, so the, the topic I want to talk about today is what it's like to be a stay-home dad, you know, and that's something that's very different in society today. And, um, you know, I'd like to have a good discussion on it on somebody who is currently a stay-home dad. He's a very good friend of mine. Um, you know, which I want to welcome our first guest today, Austin Omer. What's up, brother? Hey, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, man, it's, it's an honor, dude. Today is our first official episode without, well, like in person. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's definitely something that I've looked forward to and something that I hope, uh, you know, will continue to I'll continue to follow this format, you know. So, um, you know, just a quick intro, I guess, you know, on you and your family, I guess. Right. So um, you stay home with your two girls. Mm -hmm. Right. And then your wife works. You're going to give a quick introduction for what your wife does. And Yeah, my wife, she's. Got her PhD in civil engineering. Very, very intelligent. I like to joke that she's the smart one among the two of us. He has two master's degrees, uh, for those of you who are listening, so that doesn't really count. They're both very, very smart humans. We'll get into that later, but continue. But um, it's, you know, it's been a process. I mean, my oldest daughter is seven. She'll be eight later on this year. Um, my wife and I have been married 11 years, and... You know, the situation isn't always the same. We've always, you know, tried to m structure our life so we have time to be with each other because, you know, what's the point if, you know, we never even see each other? Um, and we'll, we'll probably talk a little bit about on that, um, mm -hmm. on that as we go along. Yeah, so what does your wife do currently then? So right now she is a research engineer at Southwest Research Institute um, here in San Antonio. And she works across a broad range of pro uh, projects um, focused specifically on earthquake engineering where they focus on seismic stability underneath you know, structures, whether it be dams, buildings, power plants, um, some pretty large projects. And she collaborates with the people literally all over the world. Um, mm. People on, in her teams include, as far as I know, Japan, South Africa, Netherlands, Turkey, all over the United States, so it's it's definitely big, big work, which is super awesome for her. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so then for for you guys as a family, right? You decided. I I mean, I know the story, right? But for the sake of the listeners, right? So you're when you guys were at grad school, right? You decided ultimately decided the that you would be the one to, or that Kristen would be the one to pursue. Well, her PhD or I mean it's it's kind of a mix of circumstance and choice I mean going going back as I mentioned we've been married 11 years um, about two years after we we've been married we decided hey we think it's time let's start trying to have children you know we were in a place you know financially and emotionally we felt like we could handle it we were still in our undergrads um, you know about a year later we graduated and said okay no kids we're in you know academically in good shape um, and we both had opportunities to continue our graduate education you know at the same university where we did our undergrad and we continued um, it wasn't a detriment to us at, at all to, to keep doing so um, and we pursued masters you know we studied we 
uh, did our research, our thesis, etc., defended. And at that point, there were still no children. Um, so we decided, okay, we had further opportunities. Um, so we applied to PhD programs. Um, and, and as part of that process, you know, we, we applied, you know, we made decisions together because obviously, you know, part of the education process, especially in graduate school, is not only finding a school that will accept you, but a professor who will work with you, um, especially when you're in research-based programs like both of us are, were. And um, by that point, we decided, you know, we'd accepted to um, attend Virginia Tech for PhD programs. And then a few weeks later, we found out my wife was expecting our first child. So, you know, just, just when, you know, we felt like we were in a, we had a plan, you know, things were working out. Then all of a sudden, okay, we have a child. Um, we talked about it, we considered, and we eventually decided, you know what, let's do this. Um, so we moved across the country, you know, far from all of our family, um, and did it. Um, my daughter was born, my first daughter was born at the end of our first semester, and, you know, then life got crazy, to say the least. Uh-huh. Joey, you can commiserate, you have a newborn. What the, how, how much sleep are you getting right now? <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Of course, he was born during finals week, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, just no, no big deal, right? Um, but we, you know, we're like, okay, let's make this work. Um, so for a solid two years, you know, I'd get up at four o'clock and get to campus not long after, you know, work, you know, work, do research, do homework, study, you know, whatever my tasks were for the day. Um, my wife would be home with my daughter until I think it was like 10 or 11 I'm in the morning. She dropped our daughter off at a friend's house for a few hours. I'd leave campus about two o'clock. Um, so our friend would only have to watch our daughter about four hours a day. Um, take, bring my daughter home, take care of her. My wife would get home at seven. Daughter would go to bed about eight o'clock. We both would be exhausted, be in bed by nine. And like I said, we did that for two years. Um, during the course of that, um, I went through some personal challenges between me and my graduate advisor and decided to discontinue my education at that point. Well, not discontinue, I functionally changed advisors and graduated with a second master's. Um, we felt for our family it wasn't, wasn't really healthy anymore. Mm-hmm. We were trying to do too much and decided, because my, my wife, her, her advisor and her program, things were moving along very well. Um, and at that point, we just, you know, both of our decisions, but I, I decided to step back and, you know, take, take a lot of the stress out of our lives because, you know, those, those years aged us pretty bad is, is, is a bit rough to say the least. Uh-huh. Um, and then from there, um, you know, that was actually my first stint at being a full-time stay-at-home father. My daughter was about two at the time, maybe one and a half, two, and I graduated, and I so I go from you know a full-on graduate school work life to stay-at-home dad, uh-huh. and it was a big change. Like, and both mental and emotionally, it was probably one of the harder times of my life, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think. You know, it's kind of looking back on it and, you know, I'm, I'm one who, I, I ponder things, I think about things, I, I go through things over and over in my head. And it was a big, big learning time for me. Um, because, because so much of life, um, especially, you know, when we're, when we're younger, you know, be through, through, you know, elementary all the way through high school, our life's pretty structured. Um, and college to an extent you maintain a lot of that structure it's and it's imposed structure it's where you know your life your day is directed by the tasks that are set before you and I go from that in a very big and busy way to staying home changing diapers yeah yeah staying home changing diapers Uh um, feeding baby feeding baby finding ways to make my time productive right and I'll be honest sometimes I'm not very good at that that whole those productive days (laughs) I'm terrible at that too. I'm definitely I, learning about it. I like to joke with my wife sometimes, like, oh, how's your day? I'm like, well, the kids are alive. We're here. <laughs> the house didn't burn down. But, um, so we did, we, and I, that was, as I said, my, my first stint at that. 
Um, moving forward, we, you know, finances were such that I needed to start, and not to say I had to find a job, but we were trying to save money to buy a house by the time my wife graduated. We thankfully enough, financially, we weren't, didn't have any school debt, but we were trying to put ourselves in a better situation by, for when my wife graduated. Um, so for a good chunk of that time, I actually was looking for work. And for anyone who knows about job searching, sometimes you, you know, you fill out the application, you tune up your resume, you write the cover letter, and you cast it off into the void known as the internet, <laughs> and then you hear nothing. You, right. Or you get an email, you know, three months later, you know, we regret to inform you that yeah, this yeah, position yeah, has been filled, etc., etc. Et um, so here I am, you know, I have my daughter, and not to say I didn't like the time with my child, not, none of that. Um, but eventually, I, I, I found a job. Um, it was 45 minutes away. So, you know, we go from, you know, me being present at home to, okay, I'm going to be having a long commute. Our daughter's going to full-time daycare. My wife was still in school. So we, you know, we're back to the juggle again. Right, right. You know, juggle we, again. We, right. We, didn't learn it, we didn't learn it right the first time, obviously. And so we did that about a, for a solid year and a half. I'd get up at... 6, 6.30, um, get my daughter fed and dressed, and off to, off to daycare by 7, you know, 45-minute commute. Between all that, I get to work at 8, get off at, you know, 4.30, 5 o'clock, get home, get my daughter, get dinner done, put my daughter to bed at 7. Rinse and repeat. Yeah. See my wife for two hours after, you know, after, after my kid, daughter's in bed, and, yeah, rinse and repeat. Five days a week, year and a half. And, that sounds brutal, man. But it, it it taught me a lot of things because it made me realize, you know, you know, if we had to do it, we could. Um, but also, there's a cost. You know, there's a cost, like right. because frankly, for that year and a half, strangers were raising my child. True. And yes, you you vet people, you do you know do your due diligence in that process. And I and I fully understand there are people who. You know, their life is set up such they kind of have to do this. Um, and I, I fully respect them for that because it's, um, it's a very nuanced and tricky decision to make. Um, but following that year and a half, my wife was approaching, finishing up her, her PhD. She, her dissertation was written and in review. And then we find out we're expecting our second child. Um, so, and the... My daughter was due my wife's last semester because you know we we like to keep life of course simple around here right yeah so and with that coming up it made me stop and think because you know at the time i'm looking at it, i'm like okay one kid full-time daycare daycare was more than my rent <laughs> plain and simple it cost more to have someone take care of my child full-time than it cost to keep our home and all of a sudden we're gonna be going from one to two and so my wife and I had a lot of long talks. You know, this isn't just, you know, oh, hey, hon, you're working. I'm staying home. Good luck. No, it was, you know, it's a discussion. And it's a, it's a constant discussion. Um, you know, because as it stands right now, you know, my, one of my daughters is in school. The other is still at home. I mean, I, and I have her go to, pre, you know, preschool, more for socialization, like twice a week, you know, in small spurts. That's how actually Joey and I are able to even talk right now. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd hear, you know, dad, dad, dad in the background. Um, it gets a little real sometimes. But um, so my wife, you know, our second daughter was born. She defended her dissertation three weeks later. In case you can't tell, my I personally think my wife's awesome, but that's just, I'm a little bit biased. As we should be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then she graduates, you know, a month and a half later, and we move from Virginia to Texas um, for her, her current job. And, you know, I have that, that drop-off I describe again, you know, that structured life versus here I am with kids at home. Um, so to move to Texas, we moved here January 2020, and both my kid, neither of my kids were in school yet, and then COVID hits. So I'm mm -hmm. stay-at-home father in a new town with no friends, and I have these two wonderful and cute, admittedly cute children but it, it, it takes a toll. There's challenges to it. Um, 
And that part of that decision, you know, one one thing Joe and I discussed even before this, you know, the decision make the decision process behind, you know, making these choices. Um, you know, as I mentioned, you know, a lot of cases there are families where both parents need to work full time just for financial reasons. It just it just doesn't work. Um, and yes, sometimes you can get around it if you have family close and your kids can stay with grandparents, um, or if you have other arrangements that work out. Obviously not the case. My wife's from Oregon. My parents are in California. We don't have family close. My family's in Hawaii. Yeah. yeah like, mm-hmm. if, unless they're next door, you know, you can't, and once again, that's kind of a personal decision, but you can't really rely on family to, you know, be there to take care of children. Um, so it became a financial challenge. You know, do we put both kids into daycare and both of us work, or... Do I stay home and while well, my wife works? You know, we run numbers, we discussed it. You know, it, it's a, it's like a mix of lifestyle mm-hmm. choices and finances all rolled into one. And it's, once again, very, very personal decision, very much up to how we want to do it. Um, and at the end of the day, because I, the company I worked for back in Virginia, they were, were going to let me go remote full time if I wanted to. But I started doing math because. I started doing math. Cost of putting two kids in a daycare would have amounted to, I think it was like 60% of my paycheck. Yeah, it was like... And I'm sitting here looking, I'm like, okay, 60%, I would take home this much extra. But once again, the stress at the back and forth, the not seeing each other, not seeing my children, my children being raised by strangers. And all that culminated in why? Why would I put myself, my family you know, through that. Um, and that's when we really doubled down, made the decision. Okay. I am going to be a stay at home father. And you know, there are challenges. Um, you know, it's not uncommon for, you know, you hear about groups of moms to have, Oh, Hey, let's go do a play date. Cool. You know, let the kids socialize, let them have fun. Honestly, kids are sometimes easier to watch when there's more of them and they can play with each other. But sometimes it can be awkward as a guy because let's say, oh, play dates, I was at such and such's house. And I'm like, you know, like <laughs> I trust myself. My wife trusts me. I know these, these women's husbands. I'm friends with them. Overall Still though, weird. it's, it's, it's not a, it's, it's not a line I like to cross. Um, you know, oh, if it's, it. if it's at a park in a public place, Cool, you know. Well, I, I, want, yeah. I want I want my kids to have friends. I want them to play. I want them to run themselves tired so they take good naps. You know, what, whatever the case may be. Um, but you know, once again, there's there's challenges to it. I mean, but it, there's cool things about it too. Because um, you know, you know, personally, within you know, between me and my wife and my children, like my wife, she she'll carry stress pretty hard. And I think one big help for her is knowing that I'm here. Our home is in order most of the time. I mean, fours are sticky sometimes. Anyone with the kids knows what I'm talking about. Um, but, you know, things are moving. You know, we're, we're, we're still going. And that's, there's a lot to be said about that. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, and like, as I mentioned, we moved here during COVID. And my wife, you know, she went into the office for about a month and then they're like, okay, everyone who can is going full remote now indefinitely. So our first two years here in San Antonio. There's little hermits in the house? No, my, so we <laughs> put together a desk. Well, we, we had set up in our bedroom a workstation for my wife and that's where she worked. So it was cool. It's like, oh, hey, I'm going to go put the little one down for a nap. Here, mom, say, say goodnight to her before I go put her down. You know, and honestly, as a family, I think it's been really good mm-hmm. because we got a... Hang out you know, we got time. we got to spend that time together, mm-hmm. um, or it's like, hey, hon, do you want me to bring you up lunch, or do you want to come down and eat lunch with us? She's like, oh, I got a meeting today, but tomorrow I'll come down, and you know that's that's cool. Now, you know, sometimes culturally, being a stay-at-home dad is kind of tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, once again, that that kind of depends on your culture, and you know, it's. I think it's way, way more. It's something you know. I've I've talked to my my father about. I've talked to you know various people I respect. You know, like you know, what's what are y'all's thoughts on this? Um, 
And you know, it's the I think a lot of the attitudes on it have changed a lot over the you know past several decades. Um, and I mean, you know, a lot of it comes in part because of you know. I mean, we can talk about technology in a lot of ways. I mean, the the physical burden of pregnancy and post child life on a on women is hard. I mean, Joe, you can attest to that. How's how's your wife doing That's... right now? I mean, there's yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, you know, it's first of all, like women are part of my language, but like women are badass. You know, like <laughs> you know, like I'm you know as a new dad, as a new you know seeing all that pregnancy thing i'm just like dude like i i'll pass i'll pass (laughs) you know like that is i'll pass but you know you talked about some things that i want to kind of expand on a little bit um so i'm a marriage and family studies major right as you know austin Mm -hmm. right most of the people listening probably know um but and so, like, I study about families. I'm very passionate about families and about marriage and about, like, a healthy family unit. You know, that's something that I'm very biased on, you could say. You know, that's <laughs> kind of, like, what my preference is. And in as far as, well, at least my, my almost professional opinion is how I state it, right, is, is not even professional opinion, but so, like, there is... There, every situation is different, right? So, so Pat McAfee, who's a he, his his one of his one of my favorite lines that he uses is "situations are situational," right? And I think that that applies to so many different things, right? And I think that 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 line applies to a lot of families, like you touched on, right? So some families gotta work. So like where where I'm from in Hawaii, both both parents gotta work, usually multiple jobs. Right, and so that's why family is a big part in of your of like your your, your circle your circle, right? Because mom, dad, or well, grandma, grandpa takes care of baby, and both mom and dad work full time, and and so the situation, right? The circumstance dictates what is most what the family does, right? That's gonna wanna that's what I wanna add, talk to you a little bit about, right? Is so your situation. The situation you guys found yourself in with your family, right? It kind of pushed you guys in a direction that was like necessary, right? So, okay, things fell out for me. It's best that Kristen, my wife, continues. And so then I'll, you know, and the, 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 the situation dictated the decision. And I think that that is what's the most important thing for us in like society to understand is, right? I think so often... Um, at least, at least in my in my studies in my school, right? A lot of my classmates are moms, who are young moms who are in school because our 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 school is full online, hundred percent online. So a lot of moms can do it, and a lot of the discussions in there are just debates on screen time and debates on oh, this is what you should do for your child. Oh, I'm not gonna have my child do this and da 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 and. And for me, when I see that, I'm just like, dude, like, why are we, like, judging how other people, like, the decisions they make? You know, it's like, hey, if if the only way you can get stuff done in the house is let your kid watch TV for, like, an hour. Like, I I personally, I don't care. Like, do what you got to do. You know, some people are like, no, only, like, 10 minutes of screen time, da-da-da-da, that's it. And and I think that what, what I'm trying to say right is to to bring this back into like our conversation right is that our circumstance and our situation will dictate what is the best decision for our family and that's what i am most that's what i believe in right no no so we are very traditional like like as far as uh like society right dad's dad goes to work mom stays home right and that's like the traditional kind of thing right but in today's society right and i I think most people will agree to this is society is very there's a big feminist movement right now which is great you know for me and you right our both of our wives are successful and we the ones who stay home right which is great and I think that that is a totally different subject and I think this is that's not even related right because what matters is that and this to me and I'll get your thoughts on this is Right, the situation that our fam, the best choice for our family should be the choice, whatever that choice is. 
What do you What do you think on that? Yeah, I think. It, first off, I agree with what you all what all you just said, but I think a big part of it is, you know, it's just that it's a decision as a family, right? Um, you know, be, being willing to give up some of your pursuits in the for the betterment of you know your children, your spouse, you know, whatever whatever you're pushing for, because. Right. You know, for, for years and years, you know, when we were still in school, you know, a lot of that was, it, it was kind of an investment on our future. You know, we, we did that juggle. We, you know, we, right. we, we for suffered. For the sake of. For the sake of betterment the in the goal. future. Right. Right. And even now, you know, I'm, I'm a stay-at-home father. I have, you know, these wonderful children. Now, you know, what's to say once, you know, once all, all kids are in, in school, what's to keep me from pursuing Going some, back to work. Yeah, going back to work. Um. And part of that, you know, I, you know, full disclosure, I guess technically I, I do work part-time right now somewhere right. Um, for, for the same company I did. It's, I work in industrial air quality testing, but literally I'm, I'm di- processing data, writing technical reports. Um, I'm, I'm, I, my, my degrees are in environmental science. So I'm very, you know, I'm very, I'm very scientifically minded, but at the same time, you know, if it comes down to a choice between my home and family functioning versus my work. More money, right? right. It's more about the family. And I think it's, it's a, once again, it's, it's a very personal decision based on every family, based on each individual. Um, but I think a big, big deal is being willing to give up, you know, for the sake of those you love, for the sake of those you, you care about. And, and I'm not going to say, oh, well, you know, oh, feel this bad for me. This choice is better than this choice. No, uh-huh. it's, it's, simply a question of priorities um, and we prioritize that you know we're together as a family right. you know we you know we try to eat dinner as a family every day we try to you know spend time together as much as possible right you know i i look back you know on my own childhood and i think of you know the time i had together as a family you know that's something that means a lot um, and in a lot of ways it's what set me up for my life now you know, I, I attended, you know, I attended a public school that experienced a lot of problems. Um, but, you know, I got to where I was academically because my family, um, my high school class had a 75% dropout rate. Think about that. There were 400 people in my class freshman year, 100 of them walked at graduation. That's crazy. Like bad real bad we had there, there was a lot of problems um, but having the family I did insulated me from the vast vast majority of what my peers right teaching you correct principles teaching you right supporting and, you and, and, and holding us accountable right I mean my, my prom had a daycare oh my God. just let me just leave my, my prom had a daycare um yeah, yeah that's, that's that's crazy yeah like and you know and, and everything that would accompany those types of life choices now am I gonna say I was perfect <clears throat> no heck no but having that family around me to keep me together you know to, to guide me where I needed I'm, I'm not gonna say my parents controlled me because that's not the case but they they showed me the right way to go about things and that's the, that's the kind of home I'm trying to cultivate here Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think great right, those those choices that those experiences that we have, right? As like that we grew up in, right? Our culture, our family that we grew up in, really dictate how we act. And and I think that right, I think that goes back to the whole principle of I'm going to give my kids what I never had, or I'm going to give my kids what my friends never had. You know, and I come from a similar background too. You know, I, I come from a, a very, very, I don't want to say a small town, but, you know, a very, um, let's put it this way. When uh, you, when when people ask you, oh, where are you from? In a way, oh, I'm from, I'm from Eva. And they're like, oh, that's like the reaction we get all the time, you know, as like, a, it's a joke, but it's not, you know, but. It's only funny because it's partially true. Yes. Pr- yeah, pretty much. You know, and I think that. You know, that whole family circumstance, I think, comes back in circle again, right? It goes back to, like, what I believe, right, is that the family is what teaches kids proper principles, right? And 
I work with kids in a group home, right? In a like a foster in the foster care system, and these kids live on campus full time. And the one thing they don't have, they don't have good role models. They don't have support. Nobody loves them. And these kids are just messed up, you know, to be completely honest, you know, and it's not their fault, you know. And so for me, as I've worked there, it really doubled down my personal like conviction for like the family and the home is so, so important for teaching our children, you know, like you said. And, you know, one thing that I got to want to take your I know you, you touched on this just a little bit. Um, but so we, me and Austin, right, we're members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, right? We're LDS and, and we are a very, the church is very traditional, mm-hmm. uh, I would say is very traditional. Um, and we have very conservative views, I would say. I mean, for myself personally, and I'm not, that's just how I am. And traditionally conservative, probably not like yeah, 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 way yeah, 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 yeah. Uber conservative yeah, like you yeah, see yeah. sometimes today. Yeah, yeah, traditionally conservative, and I mean, I, I would consider myself pretty open-minded, but but as far as like being a, a stay-home dad, right? So there are a lot of being like a mom, a stay-home mom, as far as like members of our church, that is a very normal thing. Mm-hmm. Very normal. Yes. Very normal. Mom stays home. Dad goes to work. That is very normal. Yes. Right. And so, like what you talked about a little while ago, right, is how oh the mom set up play dates, right? It's the it's the wives in the in the congregation or the church that we attend, right? They get together with all the other moms and they just kind of hang out, you know, for good reason, yeah. right? And so, like you said, right, there are there's a couple of us in the congregation who are stay home dads, and it's like. Eh, kind of weird i mean like, uh, like the line you talked about like okay like for example one thing we're doing right now um i don't even have an actual term for it. loosely it's a joy school so like once a week like every monday there, there's four of us families one at one person's house all the parents drop their kids off there for three hours you know whoever's hosting is watching the kids for three hours so the other three parents can go off and you know function without children for a little bit which by the way Big deal. Functioning without children sometimes it is needed for certain things, to be honest. Um, and that's something that's working, but it took me so long to, you know, know how to navigate that. Um, you know, so social social groups, social forays, it's always a tricky thing for some people. And, you know, there's there's been some there's been some growing pains in that process. Um, and in I think what it's, sense? So like as far as like making the group or making it more normal? Making or? the group, making it a little more normal. I mean, just in general, like I think about, you know, the... So I this is something you do currently? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, like I, uh, last week I had six little kids running around my house. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. from for three hours, which was cool. Like it gives my, it gives, it was with the, you know, it's all... They keep know, each other busy. They're right. all toddlers, you know, they get to play. And if anything, it's, it's a chance to, you know, give these kids a chance to socialize like none of these kids are in school yet like they're all they're all toddler age like they're all like two and three but i think it makes me really reflect on some of i don't even call them mistakes but some of the choices i made you know when i was first a father um, and you know dealing with a small child at home Um, because i think and you know i'm not trained in this at all this is just me going off of experience but i feel like new parents hide you know, because you know you have this newborn, you know, like okay, I got to protect this kid from every little germ out there. I got to keep them clean. Besides, they sleep a lot, and I really don't want to have to haul this kid. And they sleep, and they wake up, and you know, there's you you try to establish these patterns, and it's a challenge because, in a lot of ways, it makes it uh, self isolating. Like, uh-huh. like, like Joey, how often do you talk to people right now outside of church? That's true. Um, not very much outside of volleyball on yeah, Monday. Outside yeah. of volleyball on Monday, church. I mean, yeah. as needed. How are you? Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> Joey, are you alive? Are yeah, your ki- basically. How's the wife and kid? Okay. See ya. But and it's some and I don't even want to call it a mistake. But with my second child, I was like, you know what? I don't care. We're going places. Like I, I hauled my my, my youngest, current youngest. I hauled that girl everywhere. Like. 
three months old. I don't care. We're going. We're doing stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think, but I think that that decision has been one of the healthier decisions I've made in the last, like socially, mentally, emotionally. Like I think that's been one of the healthier decisions I've made in the last several years because, um, you know, I know some people can get away with it, but I'm not one who can just sit back and just hide in my little box. Uh-huh. Um, like I think getting getting out there, doing things, you know, interacting with people. I think that's that's really really important for our social and emotional health, as it were. Um, once again, this is just my my own personal experience on it. But um, but what it's done is made me, you know, be okay with saying, hey, or like even like like friends, like like I know some friends, I'm like hey, okay, like we have some friends, you know, in our in our congregation, they're they're about to be moving to Alaska, and they have little kids at home, and I'm like, hey guys, like if you guys want, bring them, <laughs> bring them, drop them on my place, I'm here, like I know what it's like to try to the 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 euphemism I like to say, take this for what it is, but. Like trying to clean the house with children home is like dig- digging a grave in the rain. <laughs> just think about it. Like imagine, try- or just digging a hole in the rain. Imagine trying to dig as rain's falling around you. What's going to happen? Dirt just keeps piling in. So sometimes just having those moments, you know, you can get a lot done. You know, yeah. you, you brought up the TV thing and, and I'm sitting here, I'm like, you know, like I, I know when I put the TV, like when I'm trying to cook dinner, the TV is on. Yeah. I don't. I don't care because guess what? When a little three-year-old is poking you behind the knee, saying "Dad, Dad, Dad, Dad," and you're sitting there with you know boiling water and <laughs> frying meat or something, and you look down, and you're like, "Can't back up." You don't. You know. You know. Some people that's their decision not to do, but that's just that's how I function sometimes because otherwise things don't get done. Um. So, you know, there's, once again, going back, circling back around to your original question, you know, regarding, you know, how, how do we navigate that? I think a lot of it is, you know, taking the time, but just focus on what matters most for the kids. Like, you know, particularly my, my youngest who's still at home, not in school, you know, every opportunity I can give her to, to socialize and get out and make friends, you know, I see that, you know, probably just as important as feeding her right now. You know, it's something, and and it goes back. You know, at the end of the day, you know, even if I'm uncomfortable, if it's for her betterment, it's worth it. Right. Yeah. You know, that's you know, you you shared that with me like on the side. I think uh, even before baby was born, you know, I still remember you sharing that with me, and I thought that that was very profound, right? Because you know, it's like, oh, he can get sick to this. Like, oh, he's, you know, you don't want him to get hurt or anything. And when you told me that, I was like, interesting. Like, I, I still have never forgotten when you told me that. I was just like, that makes so much sense. Like, for me personally. Yeah, the, 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 about, the bit about taking, you know, I'm going places Yeah, I need kids. to do stuff. We're suiting up. We're going out, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, obviously, be smart about it. Like, you know, new new newborn, obviously. Right, you're not, right, you're oh, not, right, right, right. You're not taking your newborn for a bike ride, obviously. Yeah, I hope not. Um, but you made one month. You yeah, you know, at, at, a, at a month, you know, whatever. Like, go, go do things. Um, I think hiding in our boxes it it gives us more challenges than we think. Mm. Yeah, that, that's a very interesting. That's a very interesting thought. You know, because babies are both fragile and yet so strong. Like at the and sturdy, I've learned that babies are super sturdy. <laughs> you know, like I just carry my son around like a football. You know, and he's just <laughs> he just like hangs out. Yep. You know, but I just think that so like the second part I wanted to get to that uh, is as far as like being a stay home dad is in, in the in the church at least is like what are some of the stigmas I guess that is if any right like is it is it weird for you to Right, and I'm asking this mainly from a selfish point of view, yeah, right? Fair. Because I, I myself, I guess me and you can hang out in Tim, right? Tim Parkinson, right? Like mm-hmm. he can, we'll all hang out, you know, with with our kids, and um, you know, is it has it been weird? Is it weird? I think it's only weird as you make it. 
Uh-huh. I mean, I think, you know, once again, very traditional, but I think it's... I think people, like the, the, well, first off, to me, the, I, how do I put this without sounding too offensive? Bear with me. Um, no, you're good. Just say um, how, how do you, like, honestly, most of the time I'm just worried about making sure my kids eat, sleep, and are healthy. I don't have time to care whether or not people think I'm doing it wrong. Um, I agree. You know, whether whether it be in in, the, in a church setting, whether it be in a life, you know, as as I said earlier, listen, the kids the kids alive, they're fed, they're clean. What do you want from me? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that being said, you know, it's it's extra. It I kind of chuckle because you know about taking the kids anywhere. Like I remember, when my daughter was like two months old. I had her and my other daughter who was four at the time. I took them both grocery shopping, and a you know, little lady, little old lady was, you know, trying to be nice. Like, oh, hey, is it your turn with the kids? And in my head, I'm like, this is, this is every day, guys. Like, this isn't, uh-huh. this is nothing new. Like, I, you know, you know, it's like, okay, like, here's, here's just a little thing. And Joey, I don't even know if you've picked up on this yet. When you go grocery shopping with kids, you want to, you know, usually when you park in a parking lot, you don't like to park right by the cart return because, like, oh, your car is going to get hit. I always park by the cart I return. Well, I do it now because that means I can put my kids in the car and return the cart and I don't have to walk too far. Like, it's just one of those things that's changed just because I'm hauling, you know, two little ones with me everywhere. Um, and, you know, going back, sorry, I've deviated from the original question, but going back to, you know, the, you know, is it weird? Is it awkward? I mean, once again, it can be. Like, it, it can be weird. It can be awkward. Yeah, you look what the guys ask. Like, oh, so what do you do for work? Yeah, exactly. Wait, that, that's a total dude well, question. Well, yeah. What like, do you do for work? Like, I, I helped we I helped him move a piano on Tuesday. Um, and a guy there who I only vaguely know, he's like, hey, so what do you do for work? I'm like, oh, I'm a stay-at-home dad. You know, and personally, at first, it was it was awkward for me to say. Uh-huh. Like, and, and, you know, I've had, you know, warning growth over. But even now when I say it, I know, like... Not not judging in any way, shape, or form, but also, you know, guys will pause and they'll be like, wait, oh, okay, yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, and not not to say anyone's been, oh, why why are you, you know, why are you being lazy and staying home with your wife? No, I've, I've never had that happen, although I, I can't, kind of can't wait to for someone. I want oh, oh, oh. someone to say it because I'm like, okay, say that to your wife and let me know how it goes. Um, because at the end of the day, it's, you know, what's how... It's it's not easy. Like, it's not like I get to sit around and do whatever I want every day. Um, I think, you know, uh, the, the COVID pandemic brought around some fun numbers. And this is me paraphrasing, but they, they studied how often parents get interrupted when there's, I think it's kids below the age of five. And a stay-at-home parent, this is me once again, this is an approximation once again, but I kind of approximate it pretty well because it reflects my life but a parent with a small child at home gets interrupted on average once every 90 seconds think about that if imagine you're trying joe imagine you're trying to do homework and (laughs) your little and your your son you know six months from now hey dad hey dad hey dad every 90 seconds how how would studying go yeah it sounds terrible and it just and it and it you know goes through everything nothing yeah but it's (laughs) You know that's. Can we say that? I guess. <laughs> oh my God, it's it's your future. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. it's already, So deal yeah. with it. Uh-huh, yeah. um, but I think a lot of that is just that. That's. You know, it's you know, like my my dad my dad was a farmer, like obviously very physically demanding, very emotionally demanding. You know, a sixty hour work week was normal. He broke a hundred hours all the time. The only reason I saw him was because we lived on the farm. You know, that's something that's very evidently difficult. I'm one of five children. What do you think my mother went through? Yeah, seriously. I mean, seriously. Like, like I was talking to her the other day, and for 10 years, she had a child in diapers. Oh, that's brutal. Just man. think about that. For, oh. for 10 years, she had a child in diapers. Like, plain and simple. Like, that's just that one aspect of raising a child. You know, sometimes more than one. Some, yeah, most some, times more than one. Most I times guess. more than one. I mean, 
Yeah. For like, the first like seven or eight, probably, I guess, right? Give but, or take. So, you know, it's, and it's one of those things, it's, you know, and at the same time, it's also hard to see measurable gains. You know, at, in, a, in a traditional workplace, you know, when you finish a project, you know, like, oh, okay, good, you know, boom, submitted yeah, it. Moving on. We're yeah. done, moving on. You know, you, you see growth, you see gain. With, with kids, it's kind of hard to see it because it's happening so slow. I mean, yes, and there'll, there'll be moments where you're like, whoa. Like my oldest, she's reading, and I'm like, wait, when did that happen? I'm like, <laughs> like she's sitting there like, yeah, Dad, it says that. And I'm like, whoa, when did that happen? Uh-huh. Um, and that and it's one of the quiet challenges, I think, of, of being a stay-at-home parent, father, mother, whatever the case may be, where, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to feel fulfilled because you, you don't see those measurable gains that often. Mm, that's very interesting it's like your kids are growing up in front of your eyes and yet it's so like difficult to see because you see them all the time I think that's very evident when you see a person's like dog or see another person when you see like your nephew who you never see and then you see him like a year later like wow you're so big oh yeah like FaceTime like your mom like wow they're so big you're like what they're the same size to me yeah like my my, my (laughs) oldest my oldest nephew he's 18 he's taller than me he's like he's he's valedictorian of his high school I'm like what the heck like I babysat you. It felt like, oh, wait, that was like two decades ago. Eh. <laughs> yeah. Almost. But, you know, it's, but when it's in your own children and you, you know, you see them on a day-to-day basis, you're like, you, sometimes you got to pause and say, oh, you know, this is what they were used to be like. And now they're here. So, but, you know, I think that's just one of the, one of the quiet challenges about, about raising children is seeing, you know, seeing those gains, seeing those improvements you know, on the long term. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You know, it makes sense. You know, I think the same goes for like us. Like in life, it's like you don't feel like you're going anywhere. And then like, wow, like I've grown a lot. Oh, I do that when my knees hurt in the morning, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, so like the, the this topic is like, it's, it's, it's a selfish topic for me, right? <laughs> because, and that's what I call a podcast, right? It's what I want to learn about. It's what I want to talk about. And so, like, I bring people on that I have, like, questions for. And, you know, I think that being a stay-home dad, for me, like, I, I love it. Like, I, the thought of it, I'm like, yeah, dude, this is awesome. You know, like, I'm going to stay home, raise my son, and take care of him. I'm a very, I, I've always been, like, a, I've always been very good with kids. You know, like, to go back to never seen dad right like so my dad worked a lot we're from hawaii you know it's very difficult to live in hawaii and my parents made the decision that my mom was going to stay home no matter like that's like they were going to work around mom staying home everything else is you know and so i never saw my dad growing up and so like my mom i can't imagine like now that i'm a parent my mom just laughs at me all the time right she's just like ha, you have no idea like, <laughs> she's like yep that's your turn now you know and and like like you said, right? How difficult do you think it was? Because we had five boy five boys in my family. There's five sons in my family. You know, I'm the oldest of five. You know, but how difficult it must have been for my mom, right? Like to take care of. I never saw my dad, right? So my dad was also in church leadership most of my life. Yeah, so I didn't sit with my dad at church until I was a senior in high school, and that was like the weirdest thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when he came inside, I was like, bro, yeah, what, what are you doing, what are you doing here? here? Yeah, it was super weird. You know, but. You know, I think being a stay-at-home parent is is so. It's like a. It's like a. How do I say this? I want to say it's like it's so, like rewarding, and yet so like it just eats away, like mentally, physically, emotionally, and I and I have felt that slightly. Right. Obviously, my 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 mom is here helping still, um, and and it's been great, and it's only going to be about another week and a half. Right, yeah, and that's the that's the real challenge. When, when, when she leaves, you're gonna be like, no. Yeah, why? exactly. Exactly. Do you want to stay forever? I, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and so I just I really want to be able to to share with like other like stay home dads or stay home parents that like what your message. That's what really kind of drew like wanted me to talk to you because of what you what you've learned what you what you've shared with me is like what I think other parents should hear. Right. Yeah. Take your kids out. Who cares what they think about what you're doing as a parent? Because you're doing what's best for your family. And you're doing what's best for your kids, right? They're fed. They're clean. Relatively. They're alive. Yeah, yeah they're breathing. You know, and you know, I, I just want to touch on this real quick. And then 
we'll have one last thing I want to ask you about. But I just want to say like how amazing like women are. You know, how amazing women are. You know, my professor told me, and I want to get your thoughts on on this because your wife works as well, is a real man is a, is a feminist at heart. You know, because they support women and they support their wife and they support... And, and for me, when I heard that, I was like, wow, that makes so much sense for me personally, right? Because my wife does so well. You know, it's ingrained in us as Hawaii kids that to work. So work, going to work is something that we don't like. It's just ingrained in us. We got to work, you know? So my wife is very good still to this day. Like she's a month postpartum and I have to like force her to like not call in to work because like I'm like, you need to sleep. She's like, oh, yeah, but, like, the team, like, need this, this, and that. And I'm like, it don't matter. You need to take care of baby to take care of yourself. But that's how much she loves her job. She does very well. And I just want to say that, like, women are, like I said, women are badass. You know, like, all the stuff that they go through postpartum. Like, my wife, she just went through, uh, and I talked about this in the in, in the last episode, right? My wife went through, it's called Pup Rash. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's like a postpartum. Like, it doesn't happen postpartum, but she was one of the lucky, quotations, lucky ones uh, that happened rare where it flared up after she was pregnant. And it's like a hive rash and it's terrible, right? And so it's like she needed to feed, she needed to feed baby. She needed to nurse. She needed to sleep, but she couldn't sleep because she was itchy. She couldn't hold baby because she was itchy, but she needed to sleep so that she could, you know, get uh, her belt could come in but then she couldn't sleep because she was itchy and it's just like this, this cycle and I think all moms have that to a degree right any any mom has that when they give birth and you know like work, especially like the working moms you know like I was telling my, my father-in-law um, right after a baby was born I was like I don't know how single moms do this or single parents do this I was like they have to work but they have to take care of baby I was like, how do you sleep? How do you, like, I don't sleep. Because he's like, always like, you know? And I just wanted like, how amazing, like, like, like women are, and specifically like, my wife and you, your wife who are very successful individuals. Yeah, and you know? it's, it makes you appreciate your own mother. Oh yeah, for um, sure. You know, I, one of the better habits I picked up from my wife was to call home once a week. You know, mm-hmm. before before I met my wife, didn't do it as much. But you know, most every week I call home, and do you know what most of my conversations are about? It's, mom, how do I deal with this? <laughs> or how did you deal with me? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and, and we tell stories. Like here's here's a fun one that came to mind. Um, when my, my oldest daughter lost her first tooth, you know, kids super excited. Oh, you know, I got my first tooth tooth fairy's coming, you know, whatever the case may be. And we're eating dinner, and she had it on the table beside her, but we're like, don't eat it, because don't, don't put it past kids, okay? Um, <laughs> she didn't, but, you know, she's sitting there holding, she walks up out of the room, we're finishing, all of a sudden we hear her crying. And she's like, it's stuck, it's stuck in the, the wall. She had stuck her lost tooth into the, well, first off, she into the grounding outlet in a hole in the plug. <laughs> Like, we had a cover on and everything. And she knew not to stick her fingers in. Like, it was one of those things that's like, oh, you know, it's it's normally not an issue. But she stuck her lost tooth in that little hole. And I'm like, you know, I don't think my mom ever dealt with this. And she hadn't. But I was like, that that's a new one. Um, and, you know, they're just the, the constant juggle, the constant challenge um, that, that women, parents, you know, as a whole face is is challenging I mean, but in a lot of it you know you you talk about your your wife going through her challenges and yet she cares so much about you she cares about her child her child um, her co-workers and i think that's that's what ha- what you know marriage family that's that's probably one of the biggest things that has has to be there to make it work is you know billing being willing to give up your own comfort for those you care about you know whether it be sleep whether it be food um you know, physical comfort, mental, emotional. I mean, I'll be honest. There's there's days where the kids have been extra hard. My wife gets off work and say, hey, hon, you sit down. Please sit down with the kids. I'm going to go lay on my hammock in the backyard for 10 minutes. Can I just have 10 minutes? You know, <laughs> And she understands. Like, it's definitely a 
challenge. Um, you know, not every day is like that, but there, there are days. There's days where my, my patience gets tested to the nth degree where I'm like, listen, kids, like, please leave me alone. Like, <laughs> I want to go to the bathroom and actually shut the door, okay? <sighs> Sorry. I, 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 I can already foresee that being an issue. Yeah. But... <laughs> Nothing's worse than sitting on the toilet with the door shut and you see little fingers coming underneath <laughs> the door. Like, hey, Dad, where are you? Come here. Um... I'm so excited for that for that like segment of like life. I told my wife this. My wife is, you know, like we have to appreciate like his baby time and, and I was like, I agree, but like I can't wait for him to be like one years old and I just go like wham, you know, and just like let's be honest, newborns are just wizards. <laughs> I'm terrible, but seriously, they're just like Yeah, he's awesome. They're cool, but yeah. yeah. But, but you know, just you know, to, to wrap this up, you know, you, you've shared a lot about like your experience and what you've learned um, as a stay home as a stay home dad and you know like what like you know what is some what is one thing or what is what is if you could say one thing right to you your your old self or to like a, a future dad you know like what would you what would be like what'd be like the the piece of like wisdom you would like give yeah I think probably one of the biggest biggest things that I'm I'm slowly coming to terms with. I wish I'd figured this out a little better, a little earlier. But, you know, be okay with everything not going right. You know, there's days where I go out, you know, well, I, I start the day thinking, oh, I'm going to get this, this, and this done. Um, and that doesn't always, always happen. Um, you know, you can't see because you can see the other room. I got a pile of laundry got to fold. Do you know when that laundry was washed? It was washed three days ago. But just, you know, no, thank you. I, I make these plans and the universe says, yeah, that's funny. Um, but I think, and I used to stress about not getting everything done. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, as I said many times, my children are fed, they're clean, they're alive, you know. And from there, you know, we're, we're doing what everything I'm doing it. Me and my wife, we're doing everything we can to give them what they need. Um, you know, I think being willing to, to go and do things is means so much more, you know, do things with your kids instead of just, you know, hiding away, especially with younger kids. I think being willing to do things will make so much more more of a difference to them than any amount of words you can say to them. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. You know, I like I've been super grateful for you know all the conversations we've had, you know, personally, we've had we've had a bunch of conversations about all of this and and you know, and I think that this is something that the world and other and I'm not trying to put out stay home moms because they're amazing too but like i think for me and for you specifically like as an experience of a stay home dad you know there are other stay home dads that i think have a hard time with like fighting the stigmas or not feeling like they're doing what they're supposed to be doing right you know and mm -hmm. and i hope that this can get out to them you know and that they can understand that hey it's okay you know to not you know i mean you know, marriage, family, all that. It's a team. Right. You know, I've I've played several sports through my life, done many, many team sports, and you know what? It doesn't matter who scores. If the team scores, you know, you win. And, you know, at the end of the day, does it really matter? You know, because I could be selfish and say, hey, hon, could you stay home with the kids and can I go work? But guess what that would mean? I won't make as much as her. I won't, you know, we won't have as much, you know, of our life. Flexibility. Because mm -hmm. yeah. well, to make what she makes, I'd have to work 60, 70, 80 hours a week. And, you know, that's not really the team I want to be on. Right. Um, and I think being being okay, you know, being, being part of the team is is a big help you know and recognizing that you know you're you're doing what you're supposed to do um you're keeping you're keeping a whole lot together that would fall apart even if you weren't there 
Um, you know, you brought up the challenge of single parents. That that blows my mind. Like how how hard that would be. Um, and it's. I think taking that time to, you know, talk through, plan, you know, work together as a team, you know, whether, whether you're a stay-at-home dad or a stay-at-home mom, you know, take that time, plan, you know, be on the same page. I mean, heck, my wife and I, for like just a simple thing, groceries, we have a shared Google, Google sheet <laughs> for groceries. And occasionally, like, I'll pull it up. I'm like, oh, honey, she put a bunch of things on the list. Cool. Like. Mm-hmm. But we're on the same. We both are very uh, fluent in all the Google Doc, Google Docs, Google Sheets. Uh, right now, she's teaching me how to code in Python. You know, all, all kinds of. We're, we're nerds. Just deal with it. But um, at the end of the day, you know, it's the plan we've made, and we are sticking to it, and we're okay with adjusting it. But you know, as you work together, that's how stuff gets done. Right. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, as a, I hope to be a marriage counselor. I hope to be a marriage like therapist. That's what I hope to do eventually. And one thing that I, you know, my wife and I, like we, we uprooted our lives and came here with nothing, knew nobody. Um, but the one advice that I give to other young couples who, you know, they're like, oh, wow, like you've done, we've been here three years now. We moved here in 2020, September. You know, so we've been here for almost three years now. And the one thing that I tell other young couples is like, hey, like whatever decision you guys make, like make it together. Right. Because that's what's important is that you work together as a team and that the decision is made together like you talked about. Right. And I totally agree. And I think that same concept can be held for like our family where we're going to do this is the decision we're going to make for our family and we're going to make it together. You know, and so, you know, thanks so much, you know, for the, for the interview today. And, you know, maybe we got to you know, get together a little more often. Don't you think? Oh, I can talk on all kinds of things. <laughs> all right. Be careful what you say, man. You know, it'll be out there. All thank right, you. Man. Thank you for having me, Joey. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. Stand by for the next episode. Aloha.